The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thursday edition of PFTOT. Before we set loose Chris Sims on the weekend, the three-day weekend, you haven't had to enjoy. You haven't gotten a three-day weekend the last three weeks because we we were. It's been a twenty-one-day weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I remember we did the math. I had more days off than you because I work five days. Right. Although I ended up paying for it because the NFL was busier than ever during the supposed slow time. Yeah. So it's like we weren't even off at all. So. Anyway, we're playing in the toy department. We love doing what we do. We do. Chris would love to work on Friday, but he's contractually prohibited from doing so or something. Anyway, let's get to it before we, we, we uh, 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 just completely bore everyone to death. No training camp visits by officials this year. That was announced yesterday by the NFL. You throw that because my first thought was, hey, no preseason games, no problem. Just Just let the officials get their feet wet working scrimmages or whatever at camp like they always do. The league slams the door on that. Chris, the officials are bad enough when they're actually prepared. I mean, you could say on one hand, they're not going to be much worse. On the other hand, you can say they could be a hell of a lot worse since they have no preparation before week one. No, I, I, I'm, I'm a little like, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, why would they want to, you know, chance that or do that or get, you know, I, I get it. But also at the same time, you know, I, my mind then went to, well, wait, why? Why can't they have referees at practice? You know, the, the, they can stand in their positions and certainly be away from everybody. I, like, you, like your point you're making, it certainly would help them. They need the reps too. Without preseason, seeing the speed of the game, yeah, that would scare me as a coach in week one with a bunch of referees coming out there and like, whoa, we haven't seen, you know, some of them haven't seen live action sports, you know, since December because they didn't get to coach in the playoffs. But also I think it would help the players too just to make the adjustments that are necessary through training camp. So I, I guess, you know, I'm surprised a little bit, but I'm not surprised. And I guess the, the, the real thing is why risk it? Be as careful as can be right now. And it's going to be more on the coaches to make sure. And this is not easy. Because coaches let this thing lets this stuff slide too much in training camp. Through my history in the NFL, I would say is you know not holding their players accountable to oh you can't do this this is illegal blah blah blah. Sometimes we just go oh you know the coaches just go oh we ran the play right nobody messed up their assignment yeah well, coach but there was four holdings on the offensive line no one's going to say anything about that and that's where the, it's going to be on the coaches to be a little more strict with that this year. But you make a great point, Chris, and I want to emphasize it because it's such a rare dynamic. The, the idea of it, that why shouldn't they be at practice? Why can't they be at practice? I mean, we're going to expect these officials who will be wearing masks. I think I saw, I mean, it's, it's a given. The officials are going to wear masks right. during the games, right? So the first time you ever actually do it, the first time you set foot onto a field in the pandemic in an empty stadium in any setting to have any reps at all is in a game that counts. Are you kidding me? Like what the, the players are going to practice. Why not have officials there for a day? Even if it's just a day, yeah, it can make right. a huge difference. You know, the, the players will be out on the field in practice. The, the, the officials get tested, get sequestered, pass 
or you know, two tests, two negative tests before they let you show up at practice, whatever the case may be, why wouldn't you want to give them some sort of, of help, some sort of preparation for what is going to be the craziest, most upside-down season they've ever encountered? And then the pressure right out of the gates with everything else, all the worries about the virus on top of all of that. Because for them, it's a road game every week. Right. Right? They're, they're always traveling to the game site. They don't get to just drive from their house to the stadium. They're going to have stress every week. They're going to have concern every week. And if they start off with bad calls, and it's our obligation to point out when there's bad calls, we're not going to say, oh, poor referees didn't have a chance to, to get ready for the season. Bad calls are bad calls. And uh, I think they really need to consider whether there's a way – to get these folks better prepared. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. And you know, that that's what I think about because now you go into like week one, you know, like you're saying where, yeah, they're, they're getting used to, whoa, okay. New mechanics and nobody's in the stands and we haven't done this in a while. And I haven't seen players. And to me, it's going to lead to one of two things in week one in the NFL. We're going to either see over officiated games and way too many flags or we're going to see the refs go, ooh, I'm not sure what I'm seeing right now, and there'll be nothing called, and they're going to let everything go. And that'll be interesting to see where that, that goes and, and if teams can kind of catch on to that early in the game. Like, hey, these refs aren't calling anything, guys. Hey, DBs, they're calling nothing. Just use your hands a little more. Don't be afraid to be aggressive with your hands. These guys, are, they're being very liberal, letting it all go, whatever. You know, I, I think you know, that's another aspect to think about when it comes to week one to where – you know, refereeing could be all over the place. And remember, they are going, well, they were, you know, I just thought of something. Uh, they were going to experiment with this concept yeah. of expanded booth involvement from the replay level at the stadium during the preseason. With no preseason, there goes that. I'm going to ask the NFL about that as soon as we're done here, but I, it, I, you know, that number one would be very helpful to have some support for the officials on the field from the replay official or the league office. But I think the thing's DOA if there's no preseason, right? Yeah. You, that's when they were going to experiment with right. it. If it all went well, they were going to incorporate it into the into the regular season. Well, I mean, so, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's led me to believe, too, do they have a fail-safe plan in case some of these refs also get come down with COVID-19 or something like yes. that? Yeah, they do? They're, okay. they're ready to go with as few as five. Okay. As few as five. Right. So I don't know what happens if there's fewer than five. I mean, if it's basketball, you go ahead and play with four. I, I think there's a and, – and look, I, I would not have – I generally have no problem with the league using the pipeline – from 345 Park Avenue to the stadiums to help support the officials. As long as you get the calls right, do it. I hear you. And I understand certain games are going to benefit more from it than others. You got nine games being played at once. It's going to be hard to help. Standalone games, night games, playoff games, big games, Thanksgiving games, whatever. Go ahead ahead and help them out. Why why make it harder than it needs to be? Do what you got to do to get the calls right. Let's not tolerate human error and simply say, oh, well, it's a pandemic. You got to deal with more human error. That's not going to be good for anybody if it happens. All right. Another thing that won't be good for some of the teams out there. And we saw the video of the Vikings facility. Peter King went there last week. I guarantee you, if this was three or four years ago, they would not have welcomed Peter King to the facility because the Vikings would have had a hell of a time getting Winter Park, their old practice facility, ready to comply with the rules of the pandemic. Right. And Chris, You've heard some chatter about this. 
Not every team facility is state-of-the-art. There's some old crappy buildings out there. They may have a hard time accommodating everything they need to do to get ready for the 2020 training camp and regular season. Yeah, well, I think, you know, if I've gotten a complaint from, you know, and then the reason I brought this up before we started this was because, yeah, it's over the last two or three weeks, I've had four different coaching friends from four different teams kind of bring this up about their facilities. They don't know how this is going to work or thank God we have a new facility and we can, you know, make this happen. But I do think there's a little bit in the coaching world, like a concern for, oh, this team, since they have a new facility, they have a little bit of an advantage where, you know, if you're in an older facility and some of the rules and the amount of guys that are allowed in each meeting room and then the team meeting room, there's lack of resources. And some teams, you know, they don't have a ton of practice fields. They might only have two. There's not a lot of outdoor area to separate things, people and things like that. So I think it's a very real concern with some of the teams that have the older facilities. Listen, I played for a team in the Tennessee Titans where – it was a good facility, certainly, but not new or state of the art. And I think about them right now and go, ooh, I don't, how are they going to make all these meetings work with 80 guys and do all that type of stuff? It's just something interesting to think about, let alone I had one coach complain to me about, you know, it's not fair with some of the teams who have their facilities uh, connected to their stadium because now they can use their stadium as well, visiting locker rooms, suites, things like that, where you know if they can level that off to where it fits in the COVID-19 bubble for the facilities, that those teams are going to have, of course, a little bit more leeway and room to have meetings and walkthroughs and do that. And I think some of the other teams that have these smaller, outdated facilities are a little concerned, like the Chargers. I, you know, That's one I think about. What the hell are the Chargers going to do? How are they going to make that work? Their facility's not up to date yet. So there's a few out there that I know are a little bothered by this situation. Yeah, Steelers are using Heinz Field instead of their practice facility go. on the north side of Pittsburgh because there are four locker rooms there because Pitt plays their home games there. The Giants are doing training camp out of MetLife Stadium. The Jets are going to be at their regular facility. The Giants facility is close enough where they can use their practice fields, but the hub is going to be the multiple locker rooms. Whether they use the Jets locker room or not, I think remains to be seen, but they can do meetings in the suites. Yeah. And, and why not? If you, why not use the stadium? Uh, because the stadium has to be set up anyway to comply with the right. rules of the pandemic. Right. So instead of doing the stadium and the facility, just do the stadium and use the stadium. And, Chris, the other thing, too, I think every new stadium – and every new facility moving forward is going to have to be designed, taking into account the possibility this is going to happen again. Yeah. It may never happen again. Right. But you're an idiot if you don't plan for it when you design your new stadium and when you design your new facility to make it easy to basically press a button and lo- you know lockers can be moved and this can be done and it's not this major undertaking. And, and I, you know, we hear about the teams that are having rookies show up early. And, you know, they, they, I know of at least one team that is not having anybody show up until the 28th. And it hasn't been reported yet as to which team it is. But uh, they're, they're busting their asses to get everything ready. You know, this is not an easy thing to do. No. And I think what should be encouraging for Vikings fans is they were sufficiently proud of where they are with their with their uh, 
effort to comply with the rules of the pandemic that they opened it up to Peter last week. Because right. if it was not anything to be proud of, there's no way in hell any team is letting an outsider in to go walk around and see what a mess it is. No, I, I, I agreed. You're right. I mean, they're just, you know, it's the, the thing that keeps coming up with guys I text with in the NFL. Every, there's just so many oh, what about if this happens? What about if that happens? There's so many things that are still not figured out. And like you're saying, yeah, well, okay. Even if guys, this is where I, I don't know if the season can start on time because even if like, you know, you start on the 28th or whatever it may be, it's going to be a few days before everybody's allowed to practice and all oh, we got all the test results back and everything. So it's not like you're going to get there on the 28th like you were in the old days or last year and then go, oh, we're practicing on the 29th. Now, you're going to get there the 28th, and it's going to be probably four, five, six days before guys can even get on the field because of these protocols and things like that, let alone, you know, a lot of these coaches don't even know what the protocols are completely yet as far as the rules and what they're going to be allowed and not allowed to do. So uh, there, there's a lot of different angles to think about. And, you know, added to the fact, too, hey, if you're a head coach, Mike, here's another one that came up in text uh, uh, a few weeks ago. You know, if you're a head coach, at some point, you know, you need to have a scrimmage to get football going, but you might need to do something like that too because, hey, you're the head coach. You could get COVID-19. Who's going to coach your team if you're not there? You know, these are all, there's so many circumstances like that that are very interesting. You got to have somebody you're ready to hand the whistle to. Yep. You're absolutely right. You need to be thinking about it. You may want to practice that yeah. along the way. You may want to do it with two guys because there's a chance that right. the guys you spend the most time with may be positive if you end up positive as well. I was talking to somebody this week and you know, we agreed that you could sit down and come up with 900 things that need to be worried about as it relates to football in a pandemic and in the process of identifying 900 things, you would think of 900 more things. This is something JC Treader, the NFLPA president said a few weeks ago and it's something we had said before that. Every question that you answer spawns at least three more questions. And then you answer those, and it spawns three more questions for each of those answers. And it keeps going and going and going. And, you know, that's why I think the Patriots are going to be fine this year because I think the one guy best suited to answer the questions, anticipate the questions, answer those questions, and have a plan that will be bulletproof and foolproof is, is Bill Belichick. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. And speaking of Belichick, Tom Brady, after 20 years of playing for Bill Belichick, takes his talents to Tampa Bay. And it was noteworthy on Sunday when all of the big-name players began hammering the NFL on social media, but not including Tom Brady. And I thought at the time, maybe they specifically avoided Tom Brady, Chris, because Tom Brady has kind of been undermining the broader mission of the NFLPA by defying the recommendation that players not engage in group workouts before training camp, which also makes it harder for the NFLPA to take a hard line in negotiations with the league because when you see Tom Brady and his teammates practicing, people involved on the league side of the equation look at it and say, these guys aren't worried about the virus. We don't have to bend on these, these issues that NFLPA leadership is, is bothering us about because at the end of the day, they're just going to accept whatever we say and show up because look at what Tom Brady's doing. So three days after the fact, Brady shows up. On Twitter, there are more questions than answers, but we must have faith in our NFLPA leaders, both players and staff, to get the game and the business of football in the right place. Let's stay unified and demand necessary answers from the NFL as partners. We're all in this together. Again, first of all, he's three days late, which makes it conspicuous. Second of all, he defied what the union was recommending. And there's so many people who say, well, it wasn't a hard and fast rule. There's no enforcement. No, but they said don't do it. I don't care if he can get in trouble for it or not. They said don't do it, and he did it. He gave the union the middle finger. He undermined the union's effort to try to keep players safe and send a cohesive message to the league. And now he's showing up three days after the fact, banging this drum over let's demand you know necessary answers from the league. Uh, he's the wrong guy to be pushing that message. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I hear you. You're right. I mean, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, but I... I... You know, I, I also have compassion for the, the player and the competitor, too, because, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I would be much above maybe Tom Brady and some of the antics that, that he's pulled off during this pandemic. I mean, I know I've stated many times, 26 or 27-year-old Chris Sims wouldn't give a damn about this. And, you know, uh, you, when, when you're as obsessive as a lot of these great football players are, and especially a guy like Tom Brady, and he knows that this might be his last year or two more years, it is a tough thing to juggle here because he wants to be ready. He wants to be good. He wants to be great. And I really respect that about Tom Brady. I mean, he's, he lays it out there every offseason. And, you know, this is a difficult one. But you're right. I mean, I guess what I'm, I'm saying is I wish Brady just, you're right, didn't even send out that tweet or say anything because it seems a little hypocritical that he's trying to say that right now. But, uh, you know, I'm going to sit here and, and not deny, I, I would totally probably have done some of the same things Tom Brady did if I was in a situation. So I, I do have a little I, compassion I, for I, Hang on. Yeah. I know you well enough to know yeah. that you would not have posted on social media. No, that's part for right. Social media didn't exist. But no, you but you're right. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. No, you're How right. How do you mesh and, and reconcile we have nothing to fear but fear itself with what he posted on no, on Wednesday. you're right. It's on Thursday or Wednesday, whatever the hell day it is. Yeah, I wouldn't do any of that I'm thinking it's Friday because I'm thinking I get a three-day weekend like you do. Yeah, but you I don't. don't. It's, Sorry. It's Friday for you. It's Thursday for me. Wednesday night was when he posted this. I, there's just something about the entire way he's conducted himself since becoming a free agent 
that rubs me the wrong way because we know, we know there yeah, was and You're not alone, Mike. We know, yeah. we know that he, that he wasn't showing up at Byron Leftwich's house to pick up a playbook. Right. We know that the bags he dropped on the floor of the, the house he accidentally walked into had footballs in them. We know this guy's been doing whatever the hell Tom Brady wants to do. Right, He's got 20 years of football equity. He's got six Super Bowl championships. He wants to prove the Patriots wrong. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do because nobody's going to do anything to him about it. And that just kind of bothers me because it's clear that there's a set of rules that applies to him that doesn't apply to everyone else. Yeah, I, 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 it bothers people in the NFL. I, I know that. I've had enough people since this has all gone down that I think are a little surprised that, you know, the turn, the, the turn of the head by the NFL by some of the things that you just mentioned and all of that. And, and I do, I think it bothers them, but you're right. It just doesn't seem like the NFL is going to fight this fight or deal with it. And they got enough issues on their hand right now. But yeah, it's just, I, I get what you're saying. It's hard to listen to that type of message yesterday from a guy who, you know, yes, has not seemed to care about the rules or anything like that so far as it pertains to this particular situation. Still the greatest quarterback of all time. Still, still a guy who deserves two Hall of Fame busts, one for pre-2008, one for post-2008. I can separate the player from these other concerns. I just don't like the way business has been conducted by Tom Brady this year. I don't like defying the NFLPA. It's, it's one thing to not listen. It's another thing to put it on social media and say, look at me, look yeah. at what I'm doing. Yeah, what you're doing is you're making your union look like a bunch of schmucks. And now you're showing up three days later and you're going to express support for the union you've been undermining? I, I just I, – I don't like it. I know. And I think we made that clear. Yes, I like you, though. I'll miss you tomorrow. I'll miss we'll you. We'll see you on Monday. Detox to retox. Retox to detox. Go Yankees. And uh, we'll see you in a few days. I like Have that. a great see day. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see you on Friday. You the man. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.